Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm humor. <laughs> and I'm hope. What's up, Robert? I'm glad I'm not crazy world, to be honest. Well. That'd be my wife. Hey, oh, wait, wait, you, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Do that again. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I said, okay, did, uh, I'm glad say, I'm not a crazy world. That would be your wife. Um, okay, wait. No, that's my line. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm, you say, say it again. Pretend like we're doing it. You're hope. I'm hope. And I'm humor, but I'm glad I'm not a crazy world. That would be my wife. Darn it. <laughs> Let's do that. You want to start over? Ah, uh, never mind. Okay. Well, it's just not. You want to cut that? You want to just start over? No, I think this is beautiful. <laughs> we, th- we, this is the raw feed. Whatever. Our listeners demand authenticity. Or presence. <laughs> Let's start over. Breathing. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go again. Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. If you were to be humor or an hour to be hope, or would it be more your hope and I'm humor? If we were to kind of cut this spread, what do you think? I, I'm probably humor. Not that you're not humorous. No. But you're probably more hope than humor. Okay. You are... A humorous hope, where I as am a hopeful, hopeful humor. All right, that works. <laughs> exactly. How are you, how are you Robert? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing, Father I'm good. Dave? I'm good. And welcome uh, to all you listeners. Thank you for all your support. Okay, let's just get this out of the way because yep. most people only listen to the first thirty seconds. Shoot. Okay. Okay. And just so we know, this 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 particular episode, folks, you are going to get through it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're we are going to take a two week hiatus. Yes. Uh, from the podcast. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, well, I got oh, yeah. actually a two-week hiatus. Say that again. We have a two-week hiatus. That's right, Father Dave. <laughs> uh, I am going on retreat next week uh, for uh, my last retreat. It's a week-long retreat to prepare for my diaconate formation, oh, that's which awesome. is coming around the corner. Is it no. a private retreat, silent retreat, group retreat? What's it going to uh, be like? It is a group retreat. For all the candidates so, uh, and wives. Oh, cool. Yeah, which oh, cool. is fun. Though, actually, sadly, and this is a good prayer request. So there's three There's three of us in the Diocese of Steubenville that are preparing for the diaconate. Uh, myself, uh, Mike Welker, who is in our business department, mm-hmm. teaches in our business department, and Ben Gessler. Uh, ben is in our advancement. Mm-hmm. So all three Franciscan family, That's Franciscan really cool. employees. Um, and Father Davis, you know this, but Ben, uh, about a month ago, contacted, got covid yep. At his son's wedding, okay, and it escalated into pneumonia, and it escalated into an air flight into Pittsburgh, and ICU, and ventilator, and dialysis. I mean, there was a there was a few moments I was just waiting for a text to say no, he, I know. he was gone. But honestly, so we we uh, f- I guess almost two weeks ago now it was a Friday. We kind of stopped everything at the university, invited yeah. everybody to come and pray a rosary together, and then add mass together. And honestly, Bob. Like from that day, things have started to get. He's still got a lot got of help, and, and, yeah. and please continue to pray. But yeah. 
there was, it seems like a breakthrough at that moment. So. Yeah, praise yeah. God. So yeah, they're even thinking they're going to slowly get him off the ventilator. I guess they gave him a tracheotomy. Yeah, I think they've actually maybe, yeah, that I got a uh, note from his wife yesterday that he's starting to breathe pretty much on his own again. So yeah. that's great. So all of you listening, if you could just take a moment and say a prayer for Ben Gessler, uh, say a prayer for his family, yep. which obviously has gone through a tough thing. And you know, my prayer for Ben, and this seems like a long shot, but God is a God of long shots. His will be done, obviously. Um, I hope we can all get ordained together. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the ordination date, at least right now, is November 20th, and uh, it might take him a while. Sure. He's going to, gonna, he's, to again, that. that's why I say keep praying, because he's got yeah, a long haul in front of him. He's got a long haul in front of him. But, okay, but the, the retreat, retreat yeah. is, so myself and my wife and Mike Welker and his wife. I think you should invite kids. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Wow. And uh, yeah. you don't do diaconate formation for a living. I don't. That's just shocker. Okay. We, we decided we need more sound effects for this show, which tells you something where we're going, folks. It's another evening recording, people. Yeah, so. no, that's right. That's anytime, right. anytime that happens, it's always a dangerous thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm gone for a week, and then the following week... I'm you, on vacation. You're on vacation. Yep, trying to get away for a little while, so it should be nice. To an undisclosed location in this, southwestern America. This is right. This is right. Absolutely. So it'll be good. And which means no podcast for two weeks right that's i just we should probably start praying now that is going to be so hard for so many of you on the wednesdays the wednesdays are just going to feel so empty for people. dozens of people dozens in of severe them. depression for at least five minutes so i don't know what we'll do but just people hang in there there's always hope Hang in there, you're going to be fine. And there's always the Abiding Together podcast. Yes, that's right. Which you can listen to, and you probably already do, that's and right. probably like more. Right, right. But, but it's not as funny. 80% just mm. turned it off. It's like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> just, right. I forgot about that. Oh, i got to catch up on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. So my wife's been listening to that and really blessed by it. It is, yeah, yeah. She's wonderful. funny, though. She starts everything at the very beginning. So I think she's still like a oh year my gosh, or so Oh, my gosh, because they've got a lot of episodes. I know. How many? Is this like our 50th or something? No, no this it's is our 50th. Th- oh, you know what's kind of cool? So it's our 40th fourth okay but by taking two weeks off our 50th will also be our one year anniversary oh my gosh that's gonna I be a huge a party comes together so we'll have a big uh maybe we'll have a guest <laughs> we'll have a big <laughs> a big I guest, don't know, guest I don't know. maybe we'll have him sit here but we won't ask any questions that's right that's right so that's great that's awesome so one of the things that has been established we wondered like do young people listen to this yes and they do. And they do. Oh, oh, do they? I got a few. Did you get I got a few emails. I did. I did. Uh, Sarah Kaler, or Collar, maybe Kaler, uh, sent a wonderful email to me. Thank you, Sarah. And I will, she asked a lot of questions, which I will answer in the email. Um, she asked questions such as, uh, well, she asked about my diaconate, which was nice. She asked, what building is the president's office in? I'll tell her. Really? Can I? No, let's play like hide and go seek. Just find it. <laughs> well, that actually kind of is like the You're office, to be You're honest. Not it's not the most thing. My favorite thing is that her last question is, who is Dr. Strange? I like her. She and I are going to get along great. I got one message from someone. He says, uh, is there a cash prize since I am under 18 and listening to the podcast? And to all of you out there, actually there is. Go to your mother or father and ask for 10 bucks and it's on us. It's always a cash prize from your parents. That's right. I'm trying to remember the comedian that mentioned, you know, restaurants that say kids eat free. And he went, don't they always? 
Like kids don't pay for their own food. <laughs> That's funny. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. Uh, I got one from Adam. In this um, one, I like Adam. <laughs> Adam. Adam. Is, I forgot how savage teenagers can be. He starts off by saying, I have to give blood in a few minutes, so I need to make this <laughs> brief. So good. I would attach a picture of how sharp and long the needle is. Okay, I can't even read that, man. <laughs> Adam, you're horrible. Um, but he's a senior in high school uh, in Minnesota. Yeah, you betcha. She, he says, the only podcasts I listen to are you guys and Joe Rogan. <laughs> We're in good company. Joe Rogan may have more subscribers than you, but I, do- I doubt he has authentic licensed Doctor Strange merchandise. And in the end, that's all it's really about. That's well, beautiful. He, yeah. also, he also concludes by saying um, he'd love to be a guest at a Cavaliers game sometime. I'm sure it would give the Cavs fans something to look forward to because they surely don't look forward to the actual games anymore. Oh, Adam, you're a savage. Adam, you can come visit anytime (laughs) you want. That's great. Oh, speaking of Cleveland. Yeah. Baseball. Are they? Yeah. You haven't heard about this? Oh, yeah, yeah. The new, what do you think of it? The the Cleveland Guardians. The new name. You know, it's funny. I got an email from my brother back in December and... He had told me that he thought that's what it was going to be. So the Guardians? I, so yeah. what's the... Apparently there's a bridge there that on an... Oh, yeah, the, the two guys. Yeah. yeah. So they're the Guardians of... Oh, oh, so that's where it came from. yeah. So he's the one... My little brother's the first one who said Guardians, but I told everyone that I came up with it. But the truth is it was him. Yeah. But he doesn't listen to it. Actually, he does. He'll, well, that's actually... Okay, that's actually kind of cool. I was trying to figure out where the name came from. I thought yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of Cleveland. No, no I, I actually... I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of... The name changing? Yeah, well, yeah, and just the whole, the logo that they came out with. Yeah, it's like yeah, some, yeah. looks like some 12-year-old could have done that. Right, right. But, right. Maybe, maybe a 12-year-old listening to the podcast right now. Do you think right we now. 12-year-olds? <laughs> at, hey, kids, Let's ask your mom it. to send an email to hope at franciscan.edu. Um, you know, I didn't think, yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I guess Washington did change its name, or at least they're going to tell us what the name is. Right. Because I thought Redskins was like, that's kind of offensive. Yeah. Indians, I, well, I didn't know. I'm not Native American. Right, right. But. And they were going to, it's, it's funny because there was talk, the number one name for the Redskins or for Washington was the Warriors. And they thought, mm, maybe not. <laughs> so somebody said, you know, name them colors or, or, or textures, you know. Right. Or the corduroys like that, that nobody. The, were the Washington plaids. Yeah, that nobody's going to be offended by. I, yeah. There was just, an Onion article that jokingly said after a lot of uh, outside pressure, they've decided to change the name of the Washington Redskins to the DC Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> and they thought that would satisfy there was, everybody. The Babylon Bee had this thing about about the Indians as well. Yeah, yeah it was pretty funny. So, but you can't share it. I, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> well, I think they named him after the guy from Simpsons. Who's that? Homer. No, the the Indian character. I think he's in the bar. Abu? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's what they were going to call him. <laughs> yeah, out of him. Anyway, but that's yeah. cool. I'm, well, I'm actually much happier about Guardians because I thought it was a random name. But yeah, those guys are. Those are kind of like if you haven't been to Cleveland, those are like the iconic. Like like New York has the Statue of Liberty, and Cleveland has the Guardians. You know what's cool though is I went to my first baseball game yesterday, of the year. Yes, of two years. Really? Yeah, because of COVID and everything like that. Where, who played who? The Pittsburgh who, Pirates and who, the and the Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So. Nice. Just great to oh, be at a game. Speaking of Milwaukee, what my Bucks oh, won. That's right. oh, we bet. I that's owe you right. something. What did we bet? I don't remember. Probably respect. You know, I'm glad because you forced the bucks on me and I didn't want them. But by the end, See? I fully, Father it, it was a gift. Best. Father knows <laughs> Father best. Knows it was best. a gift. It was a, it was an amazing series. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, was it? Giannis was amazing. Yeah. He's a very cool young man. Yeah. I don't know if you, do you know any story, hear any stories about yeah, him? Yeah. I mean, just the, it, he does sound pretty impressive. He was yeah. raised from like abject poverty and yeah, just. Yeah, in Greece. And yeah. Yeah. So very hopeful, very humble. 
you know, very, very good dude. It, and it's good to see athletes like that, you know, and in, I agree. In and the thing, field. honestly, I liked it. I would have been, I would have been happier if the Suns won, but the fact that it wasn't the same old teams, I thought that was one of the things I just appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. The COVID the really. LeBron kinda, wasn't there. Ouch. Coming to my defense, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about the Olympics? Now that we're just completely turned into a sports podcast. Are you watching any of it? I am. Okay. I am. I think I told you, I am kind of a fan of the Olympics. So, okay. uh, I, but, but I just got back from a conference. We can talk about that later. But uh, I just saw the other, last night, actually, Katie Delecki, uh, Ledecky lost. The swimmer? Yeah. Oh. And it was a race that she was not favored in because she's getting a little bit older, but it's like the first time she's lost something like that since mm. I think God was a little boy. So, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just the, the one of the, one of the metal things that between the first and the fourth place finisher, it was 13 one hundredths of a crazy? second. I mean, can you, I just, it's still, it's crazy. I was reading yeah. something uh, from a psychologist, a sports psychologist who said the worst thing you can get in the Olympics is a silver medal. Like it's own, they said like bronze, so crazy. bronze medalists are just glad to get to the podium. You know, gold medalists obviously are pretty psyched about it, but the silver medal usually came in a tenth of a second. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean oh, it was right. just least, it, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it was a it was a hiccup. It yeah, was a, it was I, a I mean, nothing, and it's just crazy. I get that, but good grief, you've won a silver medal in the Olympics. It's cra- pretty crazy. Although the, apparently the gymnasts, the women. Didn't do as well as yeah. The, that's what I read. I, but it's, I, it's just preliminary. So I need to get caught up on it. I'm looking forward to that over the next couple of weeks. All right. I think it's because I was watching ESPN and then I realized, oh, it's on NBC because all ESPN is talking about is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's right. Is he going to stay with the? Uh, there's, there's no movement in okay, it. Okay. <laughs> it just kind of keeps circulating the same story about right. things. And then the draft, the NBA draft is happening. There you go. Which is exciting because the, our the, Cavs, sports, the our Cavs have the third place. Pick. Our sports fans are loving today's oh, show. Huge. Told you it was going to be huge. That's why we're that's why we're so huge with the teenage that's demographic. Right. That's the, right. The kids love sports. That's right. Um, and adults love conferences. And we've got one coming up this weekend. Our last uh, our last couple conferences are happening. Uh, starting today, Wednesday, we have Applied Biblical Study uh, from Wednesday to Friday. And then Friday to Sunday is Defending the Faith. Right. So come join us if you'd like to. Just jump in the car, and it's going to be awesome. But if you can't, we have live streamed events. So tonight, Wednesday night, uh, we have a live stream event from Applied Biblical Studies. I will be leading the worship for that. And then on Saturday night for Defending the Faith, I will be leading the worship I think Scott's given the keynote, maybe. Okay, okay. And then you're doing the holy hour am, for am. that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a really exciting thing. That's for free. You can go to steubenvilleconferences.com, and you can click on the live stream. If you're listening to this later, you can go back to that website, and you can see what you missed. But they've been really – conferences have been awesome this summer. Yeah, I mean, that's our last conference of the week, of the summer. So yeah. I was at dinner tonight. One of the friars was saying, hey, hey Father Dave, what happened to June? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it just seems like – just yesterday, it's gone so quickly. Yeah, 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 but it's been great. I've been so happy to be back. It has. And, it's been a great blessing. And doing the conferences, and it's been a great. So, uh, have we talked about chosen on on this? I don't think so. It's funny because before we were preparing about what we we're going to talk about today, I said, "Well, what if we talk about this?" And Bob says, uh, "We've talked about that." Oh, okay. Well, what about this? He goes, "Pretty sure we've done that." <laughs> we're not too. even a year in, and we're already trying to yeah, keep track yeah, of like, so, did, did we tell this story? Did we tell this story? Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, so you, first off, Chosen, do you like it? Yeah, I okay. love it. Okay. I haven't watched the second season yet. Okay, and that's, I've seen most, I honestly, I've not seen the entire first season, but. I, I love it as a piece of art, and I, and I think that's the way to appreciate it, because I know sometimes 
and I understand it. Some some people get a little bit upset about how certain characters are characterized, some of the extra dialogue and other things. And I, I think as long as you don't try to take it, you mean you know, you don't want to do an exegesis on this. It's yeah. it's entertainment and it's positive entertainment. And That's it's that I think is the best way to look at it. And yep. so just appreciate it. You know, just like somebody would paint a picture of Jesus or the apostles, like just it's a piece of art, and I think that can let you meditate and reflect more deeply, and and you can enjoy, but also it can speak to you. I think yeah. that's what's really yeah, great and, about and, it. Yeah, you know, I do. I also actually I think it's really quite beautiful. And just to that, and just maybe to tie that loop, is, is that I, I do get frustrated at times with people who are like critical. It's like, oh, I'm not going to watch that because this wasn't theologically correct, and. On one level, I don't look to the movies for my theology. Right. I mean, so, but the other is if somebody's trying to do something that's good, you <laughs> right, know, and yeah. trying to do something that's positive values and that, you know, we, we, we yeah, probably, right. it's nice. I'm not going to watch this. I'm going to watch reruns of Glee instead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, what else is out there to be watching? Exactly. So, so, I mean, I thought some of the, the again, I've not seen all the episodes, but like the one episode of, of uh, Mary Magdalene. When she says, you know, I was one way, yeah. I encountered him, and now I'm totally different. Yeah, and, that's beautiful. And the only, I, I just thought that was just a beautiful scene. The wedding of... Uh, Though I'm already getting... I, I have a little pet peeve with it. Okay, so yes, piece of art, it's wonderful. And then my students watch these shows, and they quote them as if yeah, yeah. they're from the actual that's gospel. Right, and I was like, eh, you know, they did that with... Um, uh, the Passion of the Christ. Really, as Mary Magdalene said. Right. Well, well the Passion of the Christ was in another language. I know, but even the subtitles. Oh, okay, like that, okay. the whole moment where Jesus, you know, says, Behold, Mother, I make all things new, yeah. which is such a cool moment in the movie and not in the Gospels. So, you know, I have a student be like, And as he was carrying the cross, he looked at his mother and he said, Mother, behold, I make all things new. And I'm like, can you just qualify that by saying it's like in a movie? Yeah. You know, it's not actually the gospel. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's its own thing. It's not a gospel. Well, yeah, I, had a, I had a student be like, you know, one of Mary Magdalene's most famous quotes in scripture <laughs> that's is, right, that's right. like, no, no, read the gospels, please read the gospels. Well, that's, and that, I, I would say that that's my hope is that, is that having watched the show that it does bring people into faith and bring them into the scriptures and it's important. I wrote a book which was chosen before it was chosen. The book about St. Peter, uh, Between the Savior and the Sea. Mm -hmm. And that was my whole hope, you know, is that some, um, it it was really well received. It was a similar idea. I was just trying to make a narrative based on the Gospels. And, um, but my whole, you know, conclusion of it in my little, you know, forward or afterwards, I guess it's at the afterwards, Mm -hmm. um, was that, like, I hope this has aroused your interest in reading the actual gospels, yeah. you know, because that's, that's the real life. That's, that is, that is what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. All that is to say is I had a cool experience this weekend. Yeah. Where were you this weekend? I was out West and was at a conference Okay, and uh, Jonathan Rumi, I think that's how you say his last name. The character that plays Jesus was there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is he I, Catholic? He is. Oh, he that's is. right. That's great. He is actually. Because people have said he's Catholic, but that's kind of like a weird Franciscan thing. Anytime somebody's popular, they go, you know, he's Catholic. Or he's he's <laughs> he's going through RCA. Oh, right. Yeah. He's thinking of becoming yeah. Catholic. No, Anybody no. we like in media, we're like, you know, they're almost Catholic. No, he is Catholic. Um yeah, and and very much so, and yeah. really quite beautifully. Yeah, just a beautiful witness. But it was first off, he's just a really wonderful guy, and we ended up having, you know, we're able to have breakfast together. Yeah, and, wait, can you just 
like how that happened? You okay, just so bumped he, into no, him he and was like, the, hey. He, no, he was at the conference and okay. it just kind of worked out that we were both invited to the same event. Oh, and, okay. And great. just there was maybe half a dozen people. And, oh, nice. Okay. So you just, yeah, we're together. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. So we probably, and just talked. I mean, he, he loves Steubenville um, oh, nice. and, and he's aware of what's going on here. He's aware, obviously, of Scott Hahn and. So we're, you kind of started to point to me. I thought I was going to go a different direction. Oh, and 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 he loves Bob Rice. He uh, didn't mention you, but he knows. But he, you know it. You can see the you glint, can tell, like, if the he glint knew, in his eye. If he knew you, yeah, he loves our podcast. <laughs> so you guys are doing great work out there. <laughs> if there are any other actors who have ever played the role of Jesus, please send us an email. No, but, but just what he was saying is that he's he you know he's never been in the university, but he's so many people that he listens to or he reads are from the university. Yeah. So he says it's very interesting in coming. But um, it, it was. It was fun. And then he hadn't been to Mass, and, and I've been to Mass, and we were able to celebrate with to Mass together. It was just really wonderful. But it was just funny listening to him because people always have jokes, obviously, because... Because he even, played Jesus. Yeah, I posted something on Instagram, and everybody DM'd me with us, like, you know, oh, did you break bread, and this <laughs> and the other. But he was saying that one of the yeah. bishops one of the bishops at this event walked up to him and kind of recognized him, and it's like, and he goes, are you who I think you are? And Jonathan says... Who do you say that I am? Yeah. <laughs> Which, nice. And he's got, and again, that's a good one. You have to have a bunch of one. Well, and that's just it. He, to, that. he totally does. He has a million of them. You know, that can ruin your career, though, being Jesus. Yeah. You know, where do you go? Yeah, exactly. Nowhere to go but down. Yeah. Though, um, what's his name? Did pretty good. Jim Caviezel? Yeah, Jim mm-hmm. Caviezel. Mm-hmm. I don't know why his name escaped me. Did you ever see, um, there was an interview. Die with, Hard? Uh, yeah. Did you yeah, ever see I Die did, Hard? I did. Cool. All right. Uh, not what I was going to ask. Um, <laughs> No, there was an interview with uh, Will Ferrell, who was acting as Ron Burgundy from Anchorman, interviewing Jim Caviezel. And okay. It, and it was funny because um, his character, Will Ferrell's character, would not believe that uh, he wasn't Jesus. Oh, he just thought like, and he's like, oh, sure, JC, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was good times. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was one. And a good, it was a good conference. Um, some great. I mean, one of the things that I got to meet is when actually did I meet any bishops I'd never met, met before? I don't think I'd met Bishop Strickland, but he had been here just the oh, weekend yeah. before, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. At Bosco, um, uh, Archbishop Gomez, uh, Bishop Coakley from Oklahoma City, who I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, his. he's a great huge guy. fan. I just invited him to come to the university. I'm just really. He's just solid, good yeah. community. I just like him There's a lot. There's some great bishops. Yeah, I mean, there are. We, we really do. I mean, I know it's kind of a little inside Catholic baseball-y. Um, there are some bishops that attract headlines for yeah. good reasons or bad reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, media only likes the extremes. You know, that's all that seems to be worth reporting on. But, man, we've got some great bishops in the United yeah. States. And I'm excited. And, and right now, unfortunately, it's kind of, again, nobody's perfect. No institution's perfect, you know, is, is a human institution. But there really are a lot of and that's and we've talked about it's an awful job yeah I mean, it's the worst job it's ever. just you know so i was i was impressed with with the bishops there and um archbishop i had not seen archbishop Shapiro in a while so oh, it's a little bit of time he's uh getting on the older side yeah of yeah he's retired and he said he's enjoying retirement covid kind of put a kind of slowed things down for him and, and I, I don't know that that was necessarily bad but yeah yeah it was good yeah amen great. yeah well that's fantastic do you know who else i met no um are you was familiar? it bruce willis no, but that's weird that you asked that. Have you seen the movie Die Hard? No, there's a, an app called Hallowed. Are you familiar with it? Go ahead. Are you going to click something? All right. No. All right. I've, I've decided against it. There's an app called Hallowed. Okay. And it's one, like one of the fastest growing Catholic apps. It's kind of a meditation thing. Is that thing. really a big market though? <laughs> um, Catholic apps? I mean, yeah. fastest growing Catholic apps? Is it big? Yeah. I oh. mean, just, yeah. Okay. It is. 
Okay. I mean, Mike Schmitz is, I don't know if Father Mike, it's still the number one podcast, but there's a lot of people out there that listen to that kind of stuff. And, and this guy, and, and this podcast is kind of on how to help people pray. Wow. No, okay. it's not a podcast. Excuse me. It's an app. It's an app, right. Well, but the guy that is, is in behind it's like 25 years old, just yeah. really a sharp... There's just some really good people doing really great things out yeah. there. So it was just a, a great experience of meeting with people that are doing some really well, cool Well, that things. can be our plug then. Check out the Hallowed app. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Not that either of us have, but we hear it's good. Yeah. It's actually, I heard it's one of the fastest growing Catholic apps out there. Is there is there a market for that? Mm, a little bit. All right. It. Yeah. Told you this was not going to be great. <laughs> All right. So, so while we're gone, um, you, there are some amazing feast days. Uh, that the church is celebrating. Yep. Uh, one of them is actually happening tomorrow, which is the Feast of St. Martha. Yep. I love this feast. The reason I love this feast so much is because it exists. I just think that's great. You know, like the way, God, the way that Martha is portrayed in the scriptures is not 100% saintly, not like, not like sinnery, but, yeah, yeah. you know, so there's the story, of course, of Martha and Mary. And, you know, Mary's sitting at the feet and Martha's, you know, getting upset, you know, at, you know, at, at Mary not cleaning the kitchen. And so Jesus makes it clear Mary's doing better than you. And, you know, Mary just sticks her tongue out at her. I'm sure that's in the original Greek. Right. I saw that in the movie. And, and then the, um, that was a chosen episode, mm-hmm. I think. And um, then there was Lazarus. And of course, you know, Mary, Mary, her sister's always given the attention as she's the real, she's the disciple. She's the one to follow. You can almost make it seem like, ah, well, Martha, you know, you're just kind of the klutz, the goof, the sidekick that never really gets anything right. And as a sidekick, I'm excited that Martha is a saint and has a feast day. And I think it's just hope. I I mean, I I really think it's, you know, just this idea that she, she got it right. She eventually did choose the better part. You know, she was a big part of the life of the early church and certainly had a loving relationship with Jesus. And I just think it's fantastic that we set aside a day for her. You know one thing that's cool. So was was it Monday there was Joe and Nana? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just in the light of that and then and tomorrow being Martha, one of our friars gave a homily one time and he, and he just kind of went through the missile and said, you know, feast of St. Thomas and feast of St. Joseph and Sifu Joke. And he said, this is a family album. You mm-hmm. know, if you think of a family album with pictures and he goes that's what the church um, liturgical calendar is and and you've got that uncle that everybody knows and everybody loves, and you've got that aunt that's a little strange. And <laughs> but but I just I, I think of that in the light of that. So today or tomorrow we celebrate Martha, and it's it's interesting. I went to a funeral on Monday morning, and the priest who preached the homily he said most is a gentleman who was uh, seventy six who died, and he said most of his life uh, he was a Martha, hmm. you know, just busy about many many things. But for the last many years he become sick and. And he said in the last several years, he had to transition to becoming more of a Mary. Yeah. And, and he talked about sometimes we, we make it one or the other or one is better, but there's seasons in life. And yeah. I just, I thought it was just such a beautiful image of both, you know, we, we have a danger to speak of, of Martha almost in a negative, like you were right. saying, but right. she's a saint, you know, and, and we, we ought to bear that in mind. So I had a chance this last week to be in Bryan, Texas outside of College Station with uh, some wonderful... Chris Frank was there. Yeah, he was. We, we tag ran teamed. into each other at the airport. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I ran yeah, into yeah. him at the airport. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So yeah, we um, it's a group of missionaries that work with young people, Ablaze Ministries, really, really great group. So I got to help with some of the formation. One of the things I talked about... Die Hard? Uh, yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. 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 yippee ki mother. 
So um, that'll be the name of the podcast. They will not let that happen. So uh, I was saying something, and it was inspiring. Yeah. And God bless all of you. Hope at franciscan.edu. Oh, time management. I was talking about time management. And one of the things um, that I was discussing was this idea of urgency versus importance. Because so many mm. times, particularly in our culture today, we respond to what is urgent before we get to what is important. And mm. if anything, we often think, I need to get through the urgent stuff before I get to the important stuff. But really, it's the non-urgent important stuff, this is something Stephen Covey writes about, that is so uh, so necessary to really be successful. And what you see in Martha and Mary isn't necessarily the case that the kitchen didn't have to get cleaned. Right. But the dirtiness of the kitchen was more urgent, and Martha responded to that need, right. which was a good, but not a greater good of what Mary was. Mary's attitude was, you know, she wasn't trying to slack off. She would have gone up and cleaned the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. This was just a good time to be with Jesus. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that can be a real trap in our own spiritual lives, that we go for the lesser good. We go for the urgent, you know, what's happening right now. Or the attractive or the flashy. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. And we can be so distracted going from thing to thing to thing. And we get to the end of the day and we go, did I pray today? Right. It reminds me of what a friend of ours, Father Mike Gately, said. There's two things he was working with young people I thought both were interesting. He said, first off, don't be weird. (laughs) You know, (laughs) That was his advice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said said to young people, it's like, don't be weird. I mean, there's you need to be attractive. People are going to come to the gospel. They need to see you in an attractiveness. And he yeah. said, don't be weird, which I think is not bad advice. Okay. But the other is don't make secondary things primary. Mm. Is those things that, that are that are not most important. Not that they're not important, but that they're not most important. So don't make things that are secondary primary. And at the moment, at that point, at that time, the most primary thing was to be with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But the other, there's a lot of great feasts. Um, I don't know, next Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Is the Feast of the Portiuncula. Yeah. So for Franciscans, it's a great solemnity. So um, actually, do we have an image? But maybe back there for those of you It's a little bit too that. artsy, yep. yeah. Um, but the Portiuncula, so Francis hears in the San Damiano across the Lord say to him, rebuild my church. So he literally begins to build churches. And one of the ones he builds is the Portiuncula, which is the replica of the yeah, Portiuncula Yeah, if you've ever been to Assisi... Uh, there's a replica of our oh, adoration right, chapel right, right, right. In, Assisi. in Assisi. It looks a lot like it's it. It's yeah. stunning. It's amazing how that yeah. happens. So, yeah, it's, it's obviously where our students and faculty and staff and, and friars have perpetual adoration during mm-hmm. the school year. But it was one of the chapels that Francis built. And right now, as you stated, it's it's just so cool. You walk into this massive church in yeah. Assisi. I think it's the eighth largest church or something like that. And then in the middle of it is to the little Portiancola protected yeah. by the big church. But one of the things that's great about that is when he built this, uh, he would say to the Pope that the Blessed Mother like spoke to his heart that that this was the most important, her favorite churches, mm. and they had just built Mary Major. And it's like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> but too it's just, soon. Too it's, just soon, it's just for friars. It's it's one of our great feast days, and and just the yeah. There's such. I mean, I, I, the first time I went to Assisi, the first time I walked in there, I just start crying. I mean, there's something about the Portiuncula and. The centrality of our faith, it's where Francis wanted to be when he died. So yeah. they brought him down there and all the brothers gathered Oh, I was there. about to ask that question because I know we have, what is it called, the transitus? Mm-hmm. So the night before the Feast of Francis, um, you guys bring like a stretcher with right. a robe on it right, and stuff. Right, but right. I just didn't know if that was actually rooted and that actually no, that's exactly happened right. at right, the right, Portion. Right, so Francis would have been up up in Assisi and they would have walked down and, and brought his body down to the, uh, to the valley and he died at the Portion. 
Yeah. Oh, that's where he died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So if you go to, if you go there and just look at, so if you look at the port a little bit off to the right hand side is where Francis actually died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's a beautiful place and yeah. So I keep I, I joke about it being a replica of our chapel. You know, I, my first experience was at our Eucharistic chapel. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks freakishly the yeah. exact same. Yeah, it's really the biggest difference is when you go into the actual Portsioncola Chapel, all of the stones inside are smoothed mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. from centuries of pilgrims just slightly rubbing yeah, yeah, their yeah, figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like this like polished almost, just up to like, you know, waist yeah. high. I mean, it's so cool. You could just tell there's been so much prayer and so much has happened in this little tiny, beautiful space. Yeah. It really is amazing. If, if people haven't seen the movie we did, Sign of Contradiction, uh, oh, yeah. there's a couple of scenes that we filmed in the Portsiancola that it just it turned out beautiful. Yeah, how'd they, they just let you in? Mm-hmm. You just, they were, did somebody distract the guards? No, they were very generous in, yeah. in, in the evening. I mean, they let us in the first evening, three and a half hours, Yeah, just really inviting us to, to do whatever we needed to do. Wow. We, it was funny, we were led by... A friar was maybe 21 years old, and he was like, yeah, I don't care. I, I guess so. Yeah, you could do that. They didn't say you couldn't. So, we as, got, you, as you're setting up pyrotechnics. Suffice it to say, we got some really nice images. So. That's awesome. Does anybody ever just get to spend the night there? I mean, I guess they probably let friars do like vigils there. Maybe. Or? That's a great question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Because, you know, you can do that in the Holy Land. So my good friend, listener to the show, Father Chris O'Connor. Hi, Father Chris. Um he was able to go to, he was able to sign up through something. Um, and he was able to spend the night in the, uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Yeah, Church oh, of the Holy okay. Sepulchre. And him and like 15 other people. So I guess okay. you can arrange it maybe through a bishop or something. I don't know. Ask Father Chris. Um, but he just talked about what an incredible yeah, experience I can it was imagine. just I can to imagine. spend all that time there, you know, without awesome. any distractions and any prayers. So, Father Dave, why do. We have feast days for buildings. I always thought it was a little odd. I mean, the port is cool, but, you know, you get, like, these dedications and, you know, other stuff. It doesn't, like, necessarily stir the heart unless you know the place. I mean, but I guess that's, that's it. Just it. Yeah, it does, like for the Franciscan. I mean, for that it does, yeah. but, like, you know, the dedication of St. John Lateran. Well, you know, the first thing you say, and you should know this as a catechist, I mean— what let, let's let's take Lateran. What does Lateran speak to us about the role of the church and the primacy of Peter and the primacy of the Holy Father? I mean, I think there's a lot about that. So I, I think it's it's catechetical moments. It's it revi- reminds us fundamental tenets of our faith. I guess you're right. Why don't we pray? <laughs> Actually, I, can I close with a cool diehard story? Yeah. It's funny that you just keep bringing it up, but you talk about being real. Um, when I was in high school, my, um, my Young Life leader um, invited a bunch of us to go to the movies, and nobody else could go, but he still took me to the movies, which was awesome as mm-hmm. a freshman in high school, and mm-hmm. the movie was Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And, you might uh, have told this story before. Did I tell the story before? <laughs> yes. This kind of goes full circle. Well, if you're new to the show, I saw Die Hard with my youth minister. It, for him, he says... Because this was like when Bruce Willis wasn't like R-rated or, you know, he was on TV as like Moonlighting, he was comedy. So he just says it was one of his lowest moments as a youth minister. And for me as a teenager, I'm like, this is awesome. 
It's the best thing in the world. But it was actually a moment of building a relationship. And you talk about being authentic, um, which, which is just this so show important. Was. This show is as authentic and raw as it gets. That's why Amen. I'm going to keep the beginning of the show. Amen. Amen. All right, Lord, we ask you to <laughs> bless our listeners, those both of you that are still listening. Lord, that you pour out your grace upon them. We thank you for everybody who's a, uh, 18 years old and younger, younger and listens to the show. Bless them and their moms and their dads and their brothers and their sisters. Bless uh, Bob on his retreat and myself on a little bit of a break. Amen. We, all glory to you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Dave. Thank you all. Hey, we will miss you uh, the next two weeks, but we will certainly be back. And uh, during that time, if you'd like to share with us a story of hope, a prayer request, or anything else, hope at franciscan.edu. That is hope at franciscan.edu. Have a great two weeks, everybody. We will be praying for you, and we'll see you in August. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.